Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello and welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is conversations that deliver results. People we know are already having conversations, whether in conference rooms or at a water cooler or on the phone and or on video conference. You name it, there are different ways people have created and technology has supported to create collaboration and conversations. But how many of those are truly effective in helping drive results? Are they just banter? Are there finger-pointing matches? Are there people who are just representing their siloed thinking? We see a mixed bag in most organizations. So what we wanted to do today is to see if there are ways by which leaders can foster a transformational level of conversations that would lead any organization to impact change and also get the desired results. And to discuss this very important subject, I have with me Rekha Ramesh, who is the CIO with Damon. Rekha, how are you? Very good, Sanjo. Um, it's a very interesting topic and uh, love to be part of it for the next 60 minutes. Great. And um, so I'll, I'll just start with the first very question. So as I mentioned in the introduction here, that we have all these different flavors of conversations that are happening. Number one thing is, do we want to control how people talk? Or do we create some other creative ways so that at least the conversations which people are having while they're doing their work are more and more aligned to what business wants? Yeah, the word control doesn't really help, right? Uh, in order to foster really good conversations and to bring the knowledge of the talent pool um, across different departments, it has to be fostered in the thinking more than... Uh, and of course, there are many ways we can enable that. There are simple things we can implement, which we will discuss further. But... Technology, while it is enabling um, the conversations, unfortunately, the projects of objectives or the individual objectives do constrain and they, they do create uh, bubbles or silos and limit the conversation towards a specific need. However, a company's success depends on collected knowledge of its talent pool. It, it can only be effectively used if they are willing to share and there are ways we can enable the willingness to share. And there are simple ways they need to enjoy the collaboration as well. So, for example, um, we will cover a number of different things uh, in the past, uh, what I have implemented, and even now. Simple things like open office concept is, is um, practiced by many different companies. Many tech companies in the West are effectively encouraging collaboration, right? With the open office concept, with the you know, coffee tables, with people given an option to work different uh, work hours, which also helps with like-minded people to, to be collaborating. Um, informal social events. There are a number of things, but let me pause there. But at the end of the day, there are key things. Common objective must be understood well across the company instead of just the project objectives, right? 
at any level within the organization, people should be able to repeat or repeat what is the, the common objective of the company. I think that's very critical to enable open communication and the collaboration across the team. So organizations have an agenda, which is to move the business forward, mm-hmm. and they should, and I'm sure many of them do understand, it's the people which makes the organization tick. And to, to make that happen, they have to have the breathing room besides thinking about and talking about work. At the same time, they have to build relationships because that's how things are moved forward. Do you think this targeted approach of fixing how conversations happening? I'm in a way, in a way, challenging the whole topic also just for the sake of digging deeper. Is that going to serve a company right? Where we say, how do we drive conversations which are transformational, which drive results? We all want it, but do you think we will shoot ourselves in the foot? if we go too far in that effort? Absolutely. Everything is in the right balance, right? Um, let me take uh, an example. In order to foster communication, people need to understand or get to know each other. We need to have the icebreakers. They need to feel comfortable to even reach out beyond their individual groups or individual departments even. So we encourage uh, informal social events get out of normal work schedule, get to know each other. Um, This cannot be forced. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, Team building activities in big corporates are a disaster, right? So that's not what I'm saying. Like while it can be managed well, but I'm talking about simple informal social events, a simple lunch and learn, but the lunch and learn topic could be very common, broad, like a cooking, right? Which brings different team members together. I hope more like an icebreaker and of course attendance got to be optional you can't force anything um include smaller group conversations or a coffee um over a happy hour um this doesn't require huge budgets right encourage smaller social gatherings but the objective of those gatherings had to be broader um for example a charitable event or um, in low-pressure, informal surroundings where team members can get to know each other and form bonds, which will carry over into the office. However, you've got to be very careful because such social gathering can be taken to extreme where it will impact the budget, which is not the goal here. Secondly, it could also impact performance when it is taken to X number of hours. So it's all in the balance. And in the day when the leaders are engaged as part of these events or they are the ones helping um, in formalizing these events or helping arrange these events, we can, we can guide and keep the balance. Really, those kind of social events help teams to understand and, and, and develop friendship, which goes a long way in meeting company objectives. In my mind. So we do not set up meetings so that people can talk about cooking. We do not. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't. We don't. Uh, in, we are not intentional as organizations to allow people to yeah. mingle besides some social hours which happen few and far between. 
So as individuals, as social animals that we all humans are, we end up introducing those conversations, but then they are limited or we are not able to take them to their desired length because we have a business agenda to take care of. And I'm not saying people will drop it and they'll create 22 hours per, per day for such social banter. But then if we are allowing them to say, okay, go have collaboration, but you got these deadlines which are so pressing, you're up to your eyeballs. And I've seen these examples on the ground as I've helped a couple of companies where they say, I would like to go out for lunch or if nothing else, just have ch uh, coffee with my uh, buddy coworker but frankly, I don't have the time. Yes, I agree, right? This is where the leaders need to walk the talk. Yes, there are always, particularly in the technology field, and again, maybe it's just not the technology field, right? Even finance, even marketing. Everybody has deadlines, pressure to meet the goals. However, if the leaders are going to say, come, let's have a coffee, um, take People come into departments, cross-functional teams. Go and have a coffee. Um, do, not, do not be a blocker for such events. Enable that. When people see the leaders are walking the talk and it is encouraged, it will slowly happen. And I'm a big believer, even when there is a tight timeline as we have launched a project, even when people are under a lot of pressure, Take a break. Declare a break for 30 minutes. Talk about something. Do something. People become a lot more productive, and they will be able to deliver even better when such breaks are given. I'm a big believer. I've seen that happening even with projects where we set up war rooms as we launch programs. People need mental breaks. People become lethargic. And also, you are, when you are... Working on a project with such timelines, that's when you become biased to certain information, certain thinking, and you need to break those bias. The one way of doing that is bringing team members who are not involved in the project, who are from different departments, um, have a break or help them participate in meetings, help them bring different thought processes. So I agree with you. I, I take your challenge and that, but end of the day, if they see the leaders walking the talk and enabling such things, it becomes part of company's culture. And we also have a tendency to provide or rather research a lot of collaboration tools and nothing wrong with it. Technology should also always come uh, and, and aid this, this connection that we are trying to help build among people. How much of that is cannibalizing on the face-to-face -face interactions where I'd say, and this is maybe I'm old school, that real relationships have a better chance of developing. Yeah. Be Again, when the tools are used in... Sorry, did you have a yeah, question? No, 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 go ahead. Okay. Um, when the tools are being used for the right purpose, right? Um, again, everything is in the balance. For example, we cross-hire. We, um, we actually have uh, um, created DRM roles. Basically, it's business relationship management roles who are conduits between the technology team and the, and the business team. I think many organizations are started doing that. These tools 
do help us identify where is the knowledge base. Let's say for marketing. Within marketing, who exactly is more technology savvy? Um, you can see from the blogs. You can see from the interest. You, it helps us identify those, how do I say, the tipping points are the people who will be uh, able to help us with cross-functional bridge. So when the tool is used in the right way, it, it helps. But if you are going to be solely dependent on the tool, that's where, uh, that's where it fails. It needs to be used to enable certain decisions, certain kind of collaborations, but more than that, other things are also necessary. As I said, the BRMs are very effective for us because we have for every department that are cross-functional leaders, we oftentimes hire from the business itself. Then they become true catalysts for change in the thinking process, right? Because instead of saying, all right, the other department doesn't understand how we work or vice versa. This, this relationship really helped bring in the pain, the thought process of each department to the other and helps foster such relationship. And suddenly, like when we hire a person from marketing to lead the business relationship or, uh, for the marketing group, Suddenly, there are team members from IT, from HR, going out with the marketing group for a coffee or for a drink. It, it really helps to see each other's role, what they bring to the table, and they even respect different thought process for different initiatives. So, tool helps, me, helps us to identify those knowledge base um, because in large organizations, when they are sitting across different geographies, it's difficult to identify those, uh, those talent pool, and this is what helps. Um, the tool helps us to identify such things. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back, and let's talk about the very fact we want to foster conversations which will create transformation, which in turn will give us the desired results. But then these conversations are also in many cases happening in a siloed fashion within different groups. And if we are in this latest and greatest digital world, we want to succeed and it's going to not going to get any simpler. The only way forward is to be holistic. But are we being holistic? What holds us back from being holistic in terms of having these conversations which are cross-boundary and all converging not just aligning, converging into one direction so that we get the maximum value. How big of a challenge is this? What are we doing to fix this challenge? What has been our learning? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. 
Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash help or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, uh, Rekha, we speak in silos quite a bit, whether it's the business decision making or what we want to have happen for the organization, but we are still seeing a lot of siloed thinking and which spills over into the conversations that we have within groups. What have you seen, the strategies to break those boundaries and people not just try to do alignment, but actually converge, keeping things holistic so that the end result is what everyone wants? I'll reiterate, right? Um, It's important to understand and constantly communicate what are broader goals, not just project, department, individual goals. And even the, we need to implement uh, awards and like they, it should be awarded to work towards the common goal. Right? It should be part of how you are measuring uh, performance and everything. Some of the things, even even for me, right? It's not an easy journey. No way I'm saying this is going to be simple as slam dunk for people to implement. Identify the problem areas. Oftentimes you can see for some good reason or the other, there are certain departments which are siloed. Um, there are certain departments which are having trouble to work with other departments because they don't like certain things. It's... Um, it's, it, it's easier for leaders to identify such areas and help foster. First, as leaders from those two different departments um, visibly collaborate. Invite department leaders, cross-functional leaders into town hall meetings, into their department meetings. Ask them to share their objectives. Identify where are the common areas, what are the common goals. If there is none, there is a problem. Right? It can't be two different departments has no common goal because end of the day, for everything should be driven for the common objective of the company. Identify those areas. So uh, to me, what I have seen, we do invite uh, not just the leaders. We start with the leaders to make sure the departments see that as a visible change. We invite them to even when we kick off project meetings, when we do town halls, when we have lunch and learns from other department leaders, then we also bring in, uh, we invite them, open invitation for different levels from other departments to participate in a, in a, in a project kickoff or a brainstorm for an innovation. 
that creates appreciation and also breaks down um, <laughs> the silos somewhat helped by the digital world too, right? So it, it fosters the holistic thinking. I'll also go back to how we set up our departments and office space. We actually do have hoteling office space. We rotate even the managers um, in different office space because that helps the departments to be able to work with different managers, right? They are, they are now suddenly feel comfortable with leaders of other departments and that, that really helps. So we do, we do hoteling office space for cross-functional collaboration, even at the leadership level. We have regular uh, huddles, stand-up huddles for 10 minutes. If there is a huge initiative going on, we talk about what is the end objective of the initiative. We reiterate, we talk about what are the success, what are the bottlenecks, and we request smaller groups to, to brainstorm different ideas. All these things help cross-functional team collaboration. So all the, all the tactics that you mentioned, they are usually done keeping in mind that there is a formal project or initiative that needs to be worked on. That's why you would do a daily huddle and you'll have so-called an agenda that you will invite them for. And is it the hope and pray that if we get them to collaborate enough, even in that you know conducive setting, then any other conversation that has to be had among those people, it will naturally start happening. Have you seen that in action? Yes. So two things first. Uh, one, in huddles, you don't want to be dictating the agenda. You want to have as much as open uh, conversations as possible. So, for example, like what are the, uh, the bottlenecks? What are the uh, cross-functional dependencies? So things like that. Ask open questions. Even say there's no uh, particular question. Is there anything people would like to share? But the only constraint is the time limit, right? You don't want to go on for four hours. It has to be really quick. People need to be crisp, but people can share different topics. Sometimes we even say we celebrate success, personal success, professional. Hey, somebody is getting married. Somebody is having kids. Even things like that, right? We do announce. So which truly helps. And you had the twofold limiting throne. There was a second thing in the, in the question. If it is towards the project objective, a defined objective, how do we make sure the collaboration is more broader? I go back to uh, topics which are broader in nature. Don't have these huddles only for a specific objective. Like I said, innovation challenges. We, we take business challenges uh, which are identified, and we normally go through, these, these are the business challenge. For this quarter, let's identify one topic. We bring in different cross-functional teams in, uh, in the selection process, in the brainstorming process, and people can identify participants from different cross-functional teams to work on that and come up with a proof of concept on how exactly we are going to be delivering. Again, we are not going too far in delivering the project itself, there's only a proof of concept. And then we will take it to the executive committee as, as the sponsors. We decide, is this worth, of, you know, worth for the company? Is it really meeting company objectives? Can we take on this initiative? 
things like that uh, truly fosters um, cross-functional team collaboration, right? There is, no, there is no defined departments to participate in that. Anyone can participate. So it is critical to identify such things. It cannot be just project-based. So the assumption here is if you create conducive environments, give them the breathing room, give them an open forum where they can discuss whatever they wish to discuss. Of course, they know that they are coming in to do the work. Things will start moving forward in the right direction. Now, there's also another element to be evaluated here, which is an individual who is working there, but primarily they are... uh, working to live, not living to work. There are some people like that, but working to live, right? Most people would do that for their families and and whatever that they have as dreams and desires. So we got to be able to foster them at individual level versus broad stroking them. That's number one. Number two, that the same people, or at least some of them, would bring some biases and some limiting beliefs, which need to be not handled, but we have to help them get over them or evolve them as people. So what is being done? Say you are in IT department, you're leading that, and you got your counterparts. You need to have cohesive conversations moving in the same direction, and they have their own people issues, and you have your own. Is there a common playbook so that when these people are talking among themselves, they're not preoccupied with things that are going on at work or at home? So that conversation that happens, resulting from a very uh, open environment, but and also they are uh, they are free from those issues, if you will, and they can focus. Then only you'll have the transformational discussions. Otherwise, we are leaving something on the table. Are we thinking at this level? Not sure if it is. You know, if every organization, every um, every department leaders are thinking that, but certainly I'm happy to say um, in Advantage Solutions, that's where I work. Um, just to add a little bit of note there, uh, I was the CIO for Damon, and Advantage Solutions bought us 18 months ago, and now I'm leading um, CIO for uh, the entire enterprise. So if, when I say Advantage Solutions, don't get confused. So um, in Advantage Solutions, let me, uh, let me explain a little bit. Of course, you are very correct, right? Um, there are, there are uh, eventually buyers created, even at a leadership level, or the tendency for people to gather information or respond to a circumstance in a way which confirms that already established beliefs. It always happens. Such buyers are always there. To your point of how do we identify people who are working to live and are there certain things which could motivate them? But unfortunately, if you are in the same groups working for the same leader, which fosters such bias, um, how do we break that norm? A couple of things we, we, we have done, at least I, I can talk to from my department and it is happening even wider now. We rotate um, the leadership role. And of course, it can't be like, really drastic about it. Uh, for example, take a project or initiative and bring in a leader from outside the function, but someone who had closely worked with the function before. 
give give you another example for that, a much more clear example. I have taken a particular application portfolio leader who had always worked very closely with ERP departments, but he's not leading that. When we brought in the two companies, we need to consolidate ERP uh, platforms. We said, all right, that leader, the application department leader, should now be leading the ERP consolidation. Suddenly, you you bring in a new leader with fresh thoughts. When, When you are new to a certain department, certain project coming in, you will be able to see things differently. You'll be able to identify people who can be motivated by different things, right? Yes, a lot of, lot of people do work to live. However, there are so many different things which could motivate them. Um, and the ability to contribute to a, a, a completely different project or an innovation project or the company helping them do something beyond just work. Um, when you rotate such managers, they are able to identify those areas. They are also able to bring in a fresh thought to the existing leader saying, wait a minute, is there a bias here? They could challenge such, such thought process or bring in fresh thoughts. And when they step back and move back to their original role, it also suddenly creates um, appreciation for the different departments. Right? And even the team leader, if they have, they feel like, okay, there is certain bias with their own leaders, they now do have a voice across the organization or across the department. So I've seen this work very well in the past, and I have integrated that to be part of my playbook as well. So let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let us talk about the way people are working together. And while they are individuals, but I'd say they are more of a network of people, which means they have a bunch of people who they know, who influence their thinking, and or they could be the resources for this individual. When we want these conversations to be productive and transformational, that means the conversations which are rooted in their shaped thinking, which was shaped by this network. How do we leverage or how do we create a way by which we are bringing the extended individuals along with their network so that we get the most value? What would be a way to do that? Because that is also a voluntary approach for an individual to reach out to their network. And you've been able to leverage that collective thinking that network brings to this individual as a conduit and then to your organization. Have organizations started thinking in that line? And if yes, what strategies they're thinking and are using to get the most results? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? 
Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit BlackBerry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Network, every one of us has one. And we use that to bounce ideas, to collect data, validate some of our ideas, and hope that that will help us get to our next level. As we are trying to build these transformational conversations among those individuals who each bring a network, Are there ways or have there been attempts in helping harness the value of that network through that individual as we try to move our organization forward, leveraging some transformational conversations? Yeah, that's a little bit harder. Now we are are talking about networks even outside um, the organization where, as I said before, common goals really help foster communication, collaboration, all the things within the organization. Now, we are taking it a little further, right? So, certainly a challenging question. One of the examples I've seen in the past which which helped break such, or I wouldn't say break, actually to even tap into those uh, different networks and how do we enable um, further uh, for the, the greater goodness of the company or, or for the collaboration. Um, mentorship, right? So we generally ask, could we have mentorship? For example, like my leaders, each one of them, right? Take our CTO or take our enterprise architect. Each one of them do have their own, within the company and outside the company, their own network where they tap into. Of course, certain things are very heavily influenced. Um, I would even say what technology framework we do, what exactly are the digital transformation we are heading for the company. Uh, these kind of topics can be very heavily influenced by such network. Again, I'm giving examples from, from technology. However, uh, um, when we implemented like mentorships, we have requested people to select somebody from their network to, to be a mentor for someone within the organization. This, again, really helps bridge 
what is happening within the company and helps influence or kind of feed the thought process within the individual networks and also gives a visibility of how can we tap into that network? What are the, um, uh, the strengths of that network? I'll give you another example. Like we are, as, um, we are a um, service company, marketing service company. We bring in technology solutions to different, uh, different companies in retail as well as other um, verticals as well. We have quite a bit of technology partners. When we're having a lunch conversation with, uh, with a marketing new business development partner, we suddenly realized all these technology companies do need servicing too. They need field associates and training, launching new products and things like that. And, and in one of those conversations when we had um, a kind of an industry event to talk about certain technology, we invited the marketing partners and this thought process came about, hold on, what about these technology partners? How do we provide service for them? How can they help us, even the digital transformation? Things like that, right? So suddenly, your network becomes more powerful to bring in further collaboration and even respect for your thought process. So this is something, again, is something we are starting to work Means to bring in some positive results. I think um, that's um, that's one one way. The other one, which I have said before, is uh, the BRMs, right? Business relationship managers, where we hire from different departments. That helps to penetrate or to to look into the individual networks within the organization. That's an easier one. I think uh, breaking into or or uh, making sure how we enable. Collaboration with outside organization is a little bit more challenging. And hopefully the example I gave you helps. Now, one is that we, like what you mentioned, that you reach out to the partners. I totally get that, that they would need help and we can help work with them. But there was a business agenda. Someone who's connected to an individual as a network, they don't really have any direct affinity to your organization they may have an affinity to that individual. And that individual should feel motivated to bring or ping their network, get information from them, validate, or get some new ideas from there. So eventually it comes down to what motivates that individual to go the extra mile, to bring in all the value they can from the network to a conversation. So are we going back to the same... Um, premise that if you take care of people, they'll take care of you, and that's going to fly in um, your view. <laughs> um, yes, and w- when you bring in um, some again without a common business objective, if you are fostering, uh, as you said, like social events where even such networks are being tapped into, you're not going in with a business objective you're actually going in with an objective to to know the individual more, to get to know the networks, just purely to share knowledge. And things do happen eventually, right? So um, we have seen this particularly in the technology world where we bring in leaders uh, like CTOs from other organizations. Their common interest is technology, 
they want to talk about technology. They want to know how things work in different settings. So, yes, there is um, a common theme here, like you are taking care of the individual objective. In turn, it helps collaboration. In turn, it helps the broader goal, right? Again, as I said, not easy. Many of these things have to be done um, with intention, but not felt like it is forced upon them. No, totally agree. Now, another facet of this is, you know, we, we um, you are a leader, and I'm sure there are other leaders within other departments. We could work with our people, motivate them, do what we have to do, and they will listen to us not just because we have the title, because we have spent the time taking care of them. But you don't go out and start investing in other departments' people, but still you need to influence them as well, not just the top person who you have a business relationship. Maybe you have a build a personal relationship with that individual, but for people in, in that department to to listen to you as a Pied Piper. Because that individual leader may not be as charged up about life and or to moving the transformational conversations forward. But you are, for example. And you want that other department staff to listen to you, to follow you, so that they start following you. How do you pull that off? Yes. Not everyone is going to be in the same exact percentage of the wavelength, there are going to be difference in how people respond to your initiative. That's generally going to happen. Um, there are a couple of things we have done that you can't influence. You cannot guarantee everyone is going to be 100%. That's okay. You still need to continue on. One other thing, this is not, this is in my past company in actually in a uh, in music group in uh, Brazil, it really resonated with me and it helped the company very much. No one is allowed to eat lunch in the in their own desk or office rooms. Everyone needs to go down to the cafeteria and, you know, they encourage, don't sit at the same groups, right? You don't want to be seen going down as the same group all the time. It suddenly helps. There's at least 15 to 30 minutes you are in a setting with the different groups on different levels, you you have to talk about something, right? Either it's the, the company, the industry, your personal interest, uh, golf tournament, uh, name it. You suddenly become aware of individual interests, individual strengths, what they're working on. It it helps break down those walls, right? So as I said. Does it immediately help everyone to be engaged 100%? Certainly not. But at the same token, it, it, it definitely helps. So, those relationships to make people feel at ease. Yeah, go ahead. So, so what, what you, of course, are saying is going to remain a work in progress, and I'm sure nobody was expecting a foolproof solution. When people ask you, how have you earned your stripe and your paycheck? That's based on, of course, how you developed people and how you delivered results. If you go back to them and say, I tried, does that fly? (laughs) 
um, try it doesn't fly, right? Let me try it, surf doesn't fly. Um, it got to be, um, as I said, it got to be intentional. It has to be built into your overall performance. Even um, I have even seen companies starting to think about not individual p alone rewards you. Um, the overall com- uh, company's P&L will impact individual, um, how to say, award compensation, things like that. So suddenly you are working with a common goal. So trying doesn't help. And this is why, again, no one person needs to bring in all the different ideas when people see you are, you are bringing in ideas for improving collaboration, everyone contributes as well. People bring in their respective ideas. Um, when you are seen visibly um, in front of your team that you're collaborating with others, everyone tries. And collective wisdom is definitely better than individual knowledge. So, again, it's not about an individual trying. It has to be seen as company culture. When a couple of individuals start doing that, what is company culture? Nothing but individual actions. But when a group of people start doing that, it fosters the culture and starts moving towards the common goal. And when things That's- fail, there are some of these things will fail, right? Certain departments, certain groups may not, um, may not be open, may not, certain things may not work. So you've got to be constantly adjusting and coming up with different things, different ideas. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And I'd like to, again, touch on that idea about working with the ecosystem partners. Like you mentioned, that they may also have some needs and you can help them. Here, the, the, the challenging aspect would be is that they have their own profit motivations. They have their own strategy. And yes, you're working with them, but you're not your, their, their only customer. And you want them to work with you or engage with you in transformational conversations, which is mutually beneficial, but you want to, in your best case, steer them in the direction you want to take them. But why would they, besides, okay, you can get give them a certain amount of business if they are your vendors or maybe your customers. So how do you, you know, reel in all of these ecosystem partners to complete that a holistic approach to having transformational conversations because more and more we are getting dependent on partners. If they are not on board, they are not equally charged up about working with us, then we are leaving a lot on the table. So let's talk about this when we come back. Please stay tuned. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit BlackBerry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. 
Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash help or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now back to the show. Welcome back. So, a partner which may have a profit motivation, of course, for themselves, and you may be your customer or a provider to them. In both cases, you're not hundred percent going to be in the same alignment where they are going in the same direction as you, and you're not the only entity they partner with. So that said, in the mutual interest, or maybe if you want to take a selfish interest in your best interest, how would you deal with those partner relationships so that transformational conversations that drive your results the most while allowing them to drive their own, how would you pull that off? First, recognize there is always going to be um, individual interest too, right? So that's unavoidable. That is totally fine as long as it doesn't constrain to their individual motivations um, and it gets even the broader objectives. So um, I would start with that first. And some of the things we've become industry common, right? So partners, big partners, technology partners are bringing customers of the same vertical, customers who are doing similar initiatives together. Yes, there is a motivation there to say, all right, since others are going to share that experience, that will end up with newer business, you know, um, additional organic growth, things like that. However, it also encourages um, the, the network effect, right? Like they are bringing their network to share ideas, to share thought process, even share relationships, build relationships within that network. So that is becoming very common with uh, larger technology partners where they are fostering relationships within an industry. I would also say, like recently, we owned by Leonard Green um, private equity firm. And one of the things what I really seen very useful and they really help in tapping into these networks, they arrange different topics where they bring all the different companies that they have they have invested in with different partner networks and have, there's no presentations, nothing. Have conversations about, hey, what are some of the challenges you are facing in your, um, in your organization? Um, what are the common challenges we are seeing in the industry? How are people going about it? How are they addressing? And again, when there are our our technology partners invited to such conversations. As you said, there is certainly a motivation to say, wow, now here's all this 
CIOs or C-levels from in a different organization? Will there be additional business? Absolutely. But we are going in together to say that is a challenge which we are seeing and how we are addressing and we are bringing different technology partners. We are sharing ideas. And now it becomes far more easier for me to pick up the phone and talk to one of them. Very easy, right? I've suddenly extended the network. They've enabled me to tap into different networks. Um, how is it helping those individuals? They know when we, they're helping me address some of the challenge in my organization or in a particular project, there is going to be a time when they can tap into um, my organization or myself too, right? So as I said, are there individual objectives? Absolutely. However, it also broadens the conversation. It also helps build those networks with a broader goal in mind. Those, it, to me, there was a very recent example, and it, I felt really good about it. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Rekha, for sharing your thoughts and insights about how leaders can drive transformational conversations across the organization and its ecosystem to drive results. Thanks so much. Thank you, Sanjol. I appreciate the opportunity. And if there are any, uh, anyone has any question, drop me a LinkedIn note. Thank you all. Thank you much, and uh, hopefully uh, all the listeners would have learned a lot from this conversation, good nuggets here. And so, uh, listeners, please like us on Facebook, search for CTN CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we have our podcast available on over 23 syndication channels across the globe, listened to by over 110 countries. So please go ahead, join us, listen to us, rate us so more people benefit. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.